Welcome back to Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast, where life, sports, and medicine intersect. We're very glad that you continue to support this podcast. You can get the information on any platform uh, where podcasts are played, as well as getting the video content on YouTube. But if you want to just get one place to find all the content, go to my website at drgarrickthesportsdoctor.com and you will find everything on that website. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Today we have a special live event and we have Dr. Latifat Akintade, who is also known as Money Fit MD. She's a money coach. She is a GI doctor and a new author. And we're here today to talk about her book, Done With Broke. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm yeah. glad that we're hanging out again, live yeah. on camera. <laughs> well, it's funny because I saw when you posted that you had a book release, and I was like, I have to have her on the podcast. And I think you reached out to me maybe the day or so after, you know, to tell me about it, you know, and talk about coming on. So just very excited for you, I believe. As far as this kind of entrepreneurial, physician entrepreneurial journey, I started, I know, in 2020 kind of myself, and I know that you are a year ahead of me as far as podcasting, uh, but just kind of talk about the shift of going from being a physician to being an entrepreneur and physician. You know, people talk about the shift, and the shift almost makes it sound like the move, though, makes it sound like drastic, but I think mm. for me, it was more of like a bunch of dipping my toes in and making yeah. sure I wasn't going to die. And then I would, you know, so like, like the, you know, it's like, okay, does it burn a little bit, a little bit? All right, all right, let's do it. Right. But you know, this is not something that I thought I would ever do in my life. Like entrepreneurship was not on the life goal, you know, right. writing a book was not on the life goal. And I don't know if you know that I'm on a sabbatical. We're taking a family sabbatical. That also was not on life goal. So I'm li pretty much just leaving a bunch of stuff that's never been on my life goal. But, awesome. you know, I think for me, it's just being about trusting my journey and feeling like every time I go around a corner, my path gets clearer. And then I just have to trust to sort of like swim to that next step. And then it gets clearer. And then it swims to that next step. So if you're asking the shift about entrepreneurship, that's been more of what it's been about me. Trust in the journey, but letting my journey be led by like a deeper calling, a compelling why, like a motivation, an inclination, a desire that I think goes beyond just myself. So for me, that's been my pull to entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship wasn't something that I went into because I was running away from something. It was more of like a pull to a higher, a different calling, not even a higher calling per se, just a different calling. And yeah. that has been my draw to entrepreneurship. And let's talk about community because you're involved in a very strong community. We met through uh, Passive MD uh, with Peter, Dr. Peter Kim, shout out to him. But you have a very strong following. You know, I laugh all the time because I was glad when you agreed to come on my podcast to do the interview because it's like you said, you're a money coach for women and, you know, you have to break in that circle. So you, most people would just say, oh, that's for women. That's not for me. But I listen to your content and, hey, you spend the same dollar that I spend. So if you can give some pearls about money or wealthy mindset, I want to hear it, too. But talk about the community that you built. You know what? My community is growing 
And I don't have a complete sense of how big my community is. And the reason why is because I just give, period, right? I give to whoever wants to receive it. I define my people because of the unique issues that women go through because there aren't enough communities where women can safely, confidently talk about money and some of the drama that we may have when it comes to money. So those are some of the reasons why I speak to women. Like I get us, period, right? I don't get dudes. <laughs> I don't get y'all. So if you like, if what I'm saying makes sense, then we can be friends, right? But right. when it comes to defining my people, it's really women physicians. And it's because I do get really irritated by the disparities that currently occurs when it comes to money. And it's not just about women. Only, it's also like minorities, people of color, right. right? We've been taught a lot of things when it comes to money that I don't believe serves us. We've been made to think that if we just work a little bit harder and grind a little bit more, we'll get all those trophies about how hard we've worked. When there is a need for focused hard work, but it's not a hustle in the way that we've been taught. And right. that part of it is the mindset piece that I love to talk about and share because I think it's a missing link when it comes to money. Yeah. And like you mentioned, mindset is so important uh, because if you don't have a mindset, you can work yourself to death, right? We know now, I didn't know this before, but you can't work yourself to wealth, right? I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so much work you can do and you can only work for so long. So if your money and assets are not working for you while you sleep or while you vacation or while you take a sabbatical, then how are you going to achieve financial freedom or wealth? So that's very important, that mindset piece for sure. Absolutely. And I think for your audience, depending on how much they've heard about mindset, I think sometimes people are like, what the heck is mindset? Like when I was starting out, I didn't know that word. Like I literally remember when yeah. I found out that like mindset and relationship with money was a thing, I literally broke down and cried because yeah. I was like, you mean this is what it's about and no one is taking the time to really talk about it. So, you know, when I think about mindset, I think about almost like the building blocks of everything that we do in life. The mindset are the pieces that come together to build the habits, to build the frame through which we look at stuff. So, you know, when I think about things like the way we think about stuff, like our thoughts about stuff, right? And it may sound big and crazy, but I'm going to break it even further. The way that I think about it is every day we have thousands and thousands of thoughts that pass through our mind, right? We have right. opinions and impression about things. And those opinions and impression define how we interpret the data that gets fed into us. So for example, if you, someone gives you 20 bucks and they give me 20 bucks, the sentence in my head tells me how I'm going to handle that 20 bucks. And the sentence in my head, is usually based on experiences that I may have gone through in the past, what I've been taught about money in the past. And now that becomes how I deal with my experiences in myself, that what the, you know, the mistakes I may have made before, it all comes together to form a story through which I define what I do with that 20 bucks. So you may take the 20 bucks and, you know, go spend two bucks out of it and invest the other $18. I may take my 20 bucks and go YOLO with it. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the mindset and how I treat every dollar that comes into my life, my outcome is going to be different from you yeah. in terms of like the outcome that you have. So that mindset piece, it's what opens us up to opportunities that we may or may not have in general in life. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because I can remember early in my career, you know, we wait so long, delayed gratification to get the first paycheck and then we get it 
and you'll be surprised how fast you can spend money, no matter if it's, you know, $10,000, $15,000 or $500,000, you can find a way to spend it if you don't have discipline or a budget or something to stick to, you can blow it on whatever, you know, the bigger the amount of money, just the larger the trips and the larger the, you know, people ask for money or people ask you to um, invest in different things. But education is so key. And for someone who's feeling overwhelmed, just three or four years ago, I didn't know what financial freedom was. I didn't know what the difference between active and passive investing. So if that's where you are today, you know, you can draw a line in the sand and say, from this day forward, I'm going to educate myself to learn about money. You know, I know I've learned so many things or I've heard so many things from family members, but to actually actively take a role in learning, that's when it really start, started to change for me. Absolutely. And I think about that, right? Sort of if you have two people that are starting out at point zero and yeah. one believes that it's not possible for me, I cannot do it. I've tried before, it's failed. And so because it's failed before, that means that it's not going to work, right? They're mm -hmm. making what has happened in the past mean something about their future versus someone else that's like, you know what? I don't know anything, but I'm looking at the people that are talking about this. I'm looking at Derek, I'm looking at Latifat, and I'm counting and they have only one head. So <laughs> if they can do it, maybe it's possible that I may, it's not that there's something wrong with me, it's maybe the fact that I need to learn a way that is different and ask for help and converse with them so that I can create my own results based on what I can learn differently. And those two people starting from point zero are going to have different outcomes. Yeah. Like you said, we got one head. We have 24 hours in a day. We both have three kids that don't care if you're on the live or not. They still scream in the background. So, yep. Yep, they don't care. I'm hiding yeah. in the room here for a reason. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you have just published your first book, Done With Broke. You know, every time I hear that title, I get excited myself. So just kind of break down to us what Done With Broke and, you know, the theme behind your book and why people should go out and buy it today. You know, the book is something that I wrote that I believe would have served me a couple years ago. And it would have served me a couple of years ago, meaning I knew nothing about money either. I thought it was just a language that I couldn't understand. And it's meant for people that don't look like me. That was my thought about money. Yeah. And it's also very applicable for people that may have even more cash, more net worth than I do. But their money doesn't feel the way that they think it should feel, meaning that you're living your life. Letting money determine your life as opposed to you living your life and determining your money. So letting the money drive your life. So regardless of how much you have, if that's what's happening, then there's something that's going on here that's not aligning well. And the reason that I found is that the three relationships really are the core when it comes to how we create the life that we want. And when I say the three relationships, it's relationship with yourself, relationship with money, and relationship with others. And obviously, I can write a whole book about that because I wrote the whole book about that. Yeah. And what I did with the book is it wasn't only just about relationships. It was walking us through why we are where we are today and explaining why it's not just about the number piece, but also going towards sharing what I call like timeless wisdom when it comes to money. So a lot of times people will ask things like, so what should I invest in? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y'all are asking the wrong question. Because mm -hmm. if that was the right question, Chad GPT would not be able to answer it, right? <laughs> if you go online right now and you Google what are 20 ways I can invest, Google's going to tell you stuff. But there's a reason why you're still not doing it. 
there's a reason why you're not going and doing it. It's because you either don't know what to do or you have blocks in your mind that is preventing you from being able to take the step that you need to take towards that. So in order for you to be able to actually utilize the information that exists, we have to take care of the underlying stuff. And again, we can call it mindset. We can call it mentality. We can call it building habits. But at the end of the day, it goes back to the the relationships that we have with ourselves, relationship we have with money and relationship we have with others. Because when those relationships are in check, you will find it easier to negotiate with people. You will find it easier to ask for a raise. You find it easier to bill appropriately for the amazing work that you're doing. And also you have no problems asking for help and learning how to invest in stuff because now you're like, it no isn't going to kill me. Right? right. So the key is if we can learn those things that are important, more important than the numbers only, in my opinion, then every one of us will have exactly what we need to become the CEO of our finances, which is what we want. That's really the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, wealth is more than money. When I think about wealth, it's like you mentioned, time freedom. It's freedom to be able to go and come when you want to. Geographic freedom. You know, the fact that you are on a sabbatical, I believe you said a year long sabbatical. Yes, sir. that's wealth to me. And it takes even the audacity to think, hey, I can take off work for a whole year is growth mindset. I mean, you can't think, you know, if you, you have the abundant thought process to think I can walk away from a job for a whole year and still be fine. So, you know, I applaud you on that. Tell us more about your sabbatical that you're on. If you're enjoying this episode, don't wait to the end to share it. Share it now. Share this with a friend or a colleague that you think might find value in this information. And then also make sure that you click and leave us a five-star review and give us feedback because we really value your feedback and your input. Now back to the episode. What can I tell you? It's fantastic. I'm grateful for it. And yeah. again, this is not something that was on my 10-year plan. This is literally something that we thought about late summer slash early fall of last year. Mm -hmm. And we went to, my husband and I went to Aruba. And while we were there without our kids, we were just really impressed by the number of languages people were speaking. Yeah. And I was like, imagine what happens if our kids can just get exposed to this. Like, what would happen to their ability to think and process and do all this stuff? But that was about the extent because I'm a physician. I love what I do. I'm not burnt out. Yeah. I don't need to take time off, right? We don't do that. Physicians don't take sabbaticals. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of left it at that. And it wasn't until a couple months ago, like about two months or so ago, was when my husband was like, if you want to do it, we can do it. And I was like, huh, maybe <laughs> we should do it. And, you know, this is also my faith is important. It's an important piece of my life. And to be honest with you, this is something that I believe that God wants me to do. And that was the main tipping point of like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And the beauty is that we had arranged our finances and arranged our diversified wealth. The same things that I talk to people about all day, the same thing that I talk about in my book, we had arranged that so that when we made that decision, it wasn't now a matter of, but we cannot do it. It was like, we can do it. And now yeah. we have to add the mindset, the trust, the audacity, like you said, or the courage to be able to do it. Because my job doesn't actually have a formal sabbatical. I had to quit. And right. And again, I love my job. Oh, I surgeon. love what I do. Yeah. Why? Hands on. I said you're a surgeon. It's hands on. Right. Yeah. I'm a GI doctor. So I see people yeah. in clinic and I do procedures. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just 
had to decide what I wanted my life to look like. I had to decide when I'm 80 years old, God willing, am I going to look back and regret taking this time? Or am I going to be one of those people telling tales of when I was younger, I wanted to do that. And that's not something that I want for my life. So that was the main reason. So we're here right now. We're in Curacao. We love it. We're here for about six weeks. We're doing about 15 countries over the next, over the year. I'm super excited. After this, we're going to Europe for about three months and then Nigeria, and then we'll be in Southeast Asia. So I'm grateful, to be honest with you. I'm super grateful that I get to do this. I've spent more time with my kids and my husband than like we've spent in months combined together. We still like each other, which is great, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I'm just really you know, I heard my kids, they were talking the other day. They didn't know I was recording them. And mm. they were sort of like pretending interview with each other. And my oldest, who is 10, was telling the eight-year-old, she's like, yeah, we're going to trip of a lifetime. And I'm so grateful that we get to do this because, you know, to be able to travel the world. And I'm just like, wow. you know, like to this being my kid's baseline, gratitude right and at the end of the day those things are more important than anything else like the vision they get to have about life the limit that we're literally knocking out by living it right because i can teach them all day but when i live it it teaches them like where's your faith where's your trust in where's your like money is not meant to be hoarded it's meant to be used as a tool to create the life we want now and future for ourselves and for others so Mm. anyways those are the things that i really want my kids to see us living out and we get to do that now yeah, I mean, so if you need a commercial for Done With Broke, you need to buy Done With Broke so you can, you know, get to that point, right? So you're already writing this second book. I don't know if you know that or not, but this family tour, that's got to be a book. I mean, people want to hear about that. So oh. add that to the volume. <laughs> I mean, I already have two other books in mind. That's awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. We're going to let God decide this ones and sure, tell sure. us where to go with that. So what I need you to do, you're a first-time author, Talk to me as well as talk to the others in the audience that have these blocks, mental blocks about writing a book and how much of a daunting task that must be. So talk to us about kind of the failures or the obstacles that you had to overcome to write your first book. I decided to write this book a year and a half ago. I had a feeling that there was a book that needed to come into the world because I had all this knowledge. My community, I serve women physicians, but I have people that want to work with me that are not physicians, that are not women, and I don't have a community for them. And the question that I had was with this knowledge, and honestly, I take credit for some of this, but I also don't necessarily take credit for every single thing. It's just wisdom that I've been blessed with in terms of like moving money, understanding money, just like the classic timeless principles around money is kind of, that's what I preach, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And so for me, I knew that this is given a gift for me, but also a gift for many other people. And so I had an idea that I wanted to write a book, but writing a book was something that I didn't think about because I actually don't like writing. I've had fear for a very, very long time that I'm a bad writer, like, yeah. and I've changed my mindset about it. I've changed my thoughts about it, but it keeps coming back. And part of the reason why is I have memories from college of being in the bathroom, literally crying over English papers. I still got yeah. an A, but those tears rolled, right? So like yeah. that pain is still somewhere in my memory. And I attached that with writing. So I've always had this thought that I'm bad at writing. So again, knowing that there was a book that wanted to come out, but having all this baggage of what I thought I can or cannot do were the things that limited me. And then I was talking to a friend of mine who was like, you know, if you want to write a book, just do it. And I decided to just do it. 
And at that point, I had to decide, do I want to write it myself or do I want to have someone else write it? And there's nothing wrong with any of that. If you've yeah. listened and read the book, you know, Who Not How, that genius is in the world because you decided to find a who to write the book. You know, Dan Sullivan, I don't know if you've read the book. It's an amazing book. I highly recommend it. But the key is sometimes we do things ourselves and other times we find someone, it's who, not how. It would pretty much duck your socks off. There's another one that's coming out. Just go order it right now. It's called 10X. It's by the same people. It's not published yet. I was able to get, you know, access to it through some, you know, le very legal. They sent it, but it's an amazing book and it's going to knock your socks off. So buy my book and buy those two books. Start with who, not okay. how, and then the other one. But anyways, there are times when you do it yourself. There are times when you find someone to take care of it. But because of the limiting belief I had about my writing, I knew that I needed to create evidence for myself once and for all that I'm not bad at writing. So I chose to write it. I went through a company. And if you guys go to my podcast, The Money Fit MT, I literally re released an episode a couple of days ago talking about this. I ended up using a company called Scribe. And what they did was they're not traditional publishing. They're kind of in between, but they do help you with keeping you accountable. So there were times when it was hard at the middle when I'm like, what the hell am I thinking writing a book? Like my life is so much easier without this crap that I put on yeah. myself. Right. Cause I'm working pretty much full time. We have our, you know, I have money fit MD. We have our businesses. We have real estate. We have kids and all this other stuff. I'm like, Latifa, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> but again, the why was the main reason why I had, I knew that it wanted to come into the world. The other thing as well is this guys, for those that are listening, if there's something you want to do, right now at whatever age you are, just get it done. And the reason why I say that is there are so many other great things that you are going to need to do, but if yeah. you don't get this out of the way, you're not going to be able to get to the things that you, that needs to come through you. That needs that version of you that's matured and grown through whatever that thing you had to do was. So for me, that's how I knock things out. And I don't like things waiting like, for 10 years process because literally I just need to get it done because I have other assignments to take care of. And if I don't do this, then the big thing that I need to do, the next big thing that I need to create in this world while yeah. I'm here, is just going to be waiting because Latifah never wrote the book that she was meant to write. She never had the growth that she was meant to have through the book writing. So that was the main thing. And if anyone is listening right now and you want to write a book, just freaking get it over with because <laughs> it's about the book, but it's more than the book. It's who you become through the process of the process, writing the book, right. right? So writing the book is going to change you. Marketing the book is going to change you. All that, like literally who I was. So the book was uh, last week, which also happened to be my birthday. So we had this whole virtual multiple days event where I had women in a Facebook group. We had over 300, like maybe 350 people between the Facebook group and those that submitted the form to be part of it. Not everybody was in the Facebook. We had like maybe 350 people together. And right. we had such a great time of like teaching, of Part, like just like partying it up virtually we did like give away it felt like a freaking nigerian party it was great <laughs> <laughs> and we yeah. got to talk about money doing it right and what i just think about in my community rose people bought the book they shared the book because they saw how amazing the knowledge was in there that nobody else was talking about. And we were able, we actually made Amazon bestseller on the first day, which is pretty amazing. And that is not like all credit to me. That is credit to that community that you talked about earlier because right. they're like, okay, we need to learn this. We need to get it out there because 
people need to get the stuff. So the bottom line and the short answer to your thing is, and my voice rose a little bit because I'm like, you need to just get it together <laughs> and go do the crap you need to do right now so you can get it. to the crap you need to do next. And that's just it. <laughs> and that's why I knew I had to bring you on live so people could... <laughs> Feel your energy and your passion about this topic because yeah, like know, seriously, y'all, just nah. like, and I'm talking to Dr. Derek as yeah. well. Like, yeah, no, she's talking like, to me. <laughs> get it all, like, y'all, like seriously, like yeah. the way that I think about it is, you know, and this is a concept that I'm thinking more and more about. There's no philosophical reference, but it just makes sense in my head. The way that I think about it is, there's so much we're meant to do in this world, and there are many, almost like mini lifetimes we have in one lifetime, right? right? Where my life before now was one lifetime, and this year I get to experience a whole lifetime. And then when I get back from this and I go back to clinical medicine, whatever that's going to look like, that's going to be a different lifetime. And if we keep hoarding, right? And I'm a GI doc, so y'all know I'm going to talk about poop. But if you literally <laughs> keep keeping the poop, that needs to get out, which is yeah. the stuff you need to get done. You're not yeah. going to get the floor of the stool that needs to get out. So you're going to be walking about constipated and obstipated because you kept on keeping that plug of stuff, which may be a book you need to write or a business you need to start, a program you need to take, a podcast you need to subscribe to. Like, just get it out because the gold that needs to come out just needs to come out after yeah. this. But it's not going to come out because you're not going to be the right person yet until you do the stuff that you need to do, so. Yeah, you know, Dr. Corey Fawcett mentioned before, he said, take things off your bucket list and put them on your to-do list so you can get them over with. Uh, we have to start, instead of just looking towards the future, start taking action. So, you know, you're a role model. Thank you for getting this book out because I need that motivation. Other people in the community need to see you do that and say, oh, you can be a doctor, you can have a podcast, you can own real estate. You can write a book. You can do all these things while being a parent and still, you know, live your life. So Absolutely. it's awesome. So please tell people how, number one, the female physicians, how they can join your community and how other people can buy your book. Absolutely. So my podcast is the Money Fit MD podcast, where I talk about all things money mindset. I will yell at you. I will kick your butt <laughs> virtually, but it's all love. I just think the world is a much better place when we're all doing what we're meant to do and we're all being well. So that's my podcast. Lots of free, amazing content. Thank you for being part of that community as well. I love hearing from you. But in terms of my paid program, I have normally, I have a 12-month coaching curriculum where women that are wanting to build wealth, they will the goal for that 12-month container is not for us to come tickle with your budget. I don't have time for that nonsense. We're not here for budgeting. We're right. here for ownership. So if you're someone that wants to own things as a woman physician, and I think more women and minorities need to own things, that's the focus of our group. So if we need to get through your budgeting so you can do that, that's what we do. So this is a high-level 12-month container that I run. But the one other thing that I'm actually just launched today is going to be an eight-week coaching program that is for women physicians that want to be the CEO of their finances. And what we do is, I, you know, they get access to my money course, which is an amazing foundational course for women that want to take control of their finances. And we're together for about eight weeks. We're coaching every week. And you get to do things that you haven't done ever in your entire life within an eight-week period. So that is starting next week. And if anybody's interested in that, they can go to my website, which is moneyfitmd.com, and they'll be able to find the information for the courses that we run. Excellent. And I'm sure you're, the link to your book is going to be on the website as well, correct? Absolutely. It's there. And you can check on Amazon, Done With Broke, The Woman Physician's Guide to More Money 
and less hustle. And it's on Kindle. I have my copy on Kindle, but I'm waiting on the audio book. When will the audio book drop? So I literally just gave them the final approval today. So I'm hoping in the next month we should be able to get that going because, yes, I want the audible too so I can hear myself screaming at myself through it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you for your time. You know, like I was going to say from your vacation, but your life is currently a vacation. So go enjoy that. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. I'm really rooting for you. I know this book is going to do well and, you know, on to the next thing. So thank you 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 for motivating me. Thank you for motivating others and continue to do what you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate you. And thanks for having me here. And I love chatting with you on Instagram and all that stuff. I love what you do and keep doing it. We need more men doing what you do in your work. So thanks for doing it. And I'll continue to listen to your podcast and continue to borrow your guests from you. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. It brings me joy. All right. Well, you have a good evening. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review. And if you haven't done so, subscribe so you continue to get the updated episode. Until later, peace. Stopping. You are now tuned in. Trust you don't want to miss. This is where life, sports, and medicine. Is.